0: Hi ladies, I'm glad you found me here at Walking in Heels. I wanted to share some of the great voices of women who have been influential in my world and in the world in general. Now we know that our POV, be it in heels, wedges or flats is unique and special. So I wanna celebrate that. Thank you so much in advance for listening as we delve into hearing from some strong females going places. Well, if you don't get hungry after listening to this episode, I don't know what will. I am so pleased to have Jane Kasbarian, the owner of Arno's, with me here today. Uh, Jane, first of all, uh, congratulations for, for what you've done with this place that is iconic, but also what your family has built upon. Because anyone I think knows the restaurant industry is one of the most difficult um, to survive, let alone, you know, two, three years, but what, what you've done, it's really tremendous. Well, thanks.
1: Yes, it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. <laughs> everybody thinks it's so glamorous, but, you
0: know, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Well, you know. I know, and we're going to get into all of that if these walls could talk. You certainly make it look glamorous, at least by the looks of your Instagram or your website. And I know people who know New Orleans will probably have their own wonderful story about Arno's. But uh, your family, if if our listeners don't know, your family's only the second family to own this institution. And uh, tell me a little bit about the first, the people who started. It was a count who wasn't a count, right?
1: Exactly.
0: Yes. He <laughs> was actually a wine salesman from, fr- from France. Um, ah.
1: And apparently he died in, well, the restaurant was founded in 1918. And he died, I believe, in 1948. Mm. And, um, but anyway, he was quite a character. And
0: um, and his daughter sort of inherited his this daughter, huge. Yes. I mean, you're a big restaurant. If people don't know, you're you're what eight a whole block or uh-huh, pretty much, yeah. And
1: it's a thousand <laughs> seats, and it's many twelve different buildings. Which really, you know, hats off to the count because he acquired all this property. Um, and what would happen is he would buy a building, and then he would just cut through the wall. You know, wow. We have this massive complex here,
0: and you have but, even a museum uh, of of some of you know his artifacts and his daughter, who I guess went to all these balls, was sort of this very elegant sort of uh you know woman about town so people not only can yeah. eat they can learn about the the history
1: yes it's um she was quite a character she was his only child, and uh, she really wanted to be an opera singer and mm-hmm. anyway she um She ended up running the restaurant for 30 years, but she loved Mardi Gras. So she was in a lot of uh, carnival organizations, queen of these things. And so our museum shows a lot of, she kept the costumes, thank goodness. So we had them all fixed up and we had the people from the um, Louisiana State Museum come and do a proper display um, after she died. Well, she actually saw it right before she died. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, so we were glad. Um, And then she had, for some reason, she had a dress that she had copied. Mm-hmm. It was a gold lame number, strapless. And she must have been at this time, I don't know, 90-ish. Oh, or... oh wow. So we had a party when we opened the museum and we brought her in. She told my, she, she never called my husband by his name. She just called him Sonny. Mm-hmm. And she said she'd be his queen. She had a scepter and a, no, we had to get her a scepter and a crown and she poured herself into this gold one they dress it was a hoot but i bet a great larger memory. than life
0: <laughs> she was she was <laughs> and your husband really was you know he was sort of the visionary because he was in the um in the hospitality industry and in this hotel yes. like was right across the street from our nose so he he kind of saw what it could be right jane
1: yeah he um he was totally brilliant and so talented and he loved food and beverage and he actually when he got he um he was born in Alexandria, Egypt, and mm. um, he went, his parents sent him to the famous hotel school in Lausanne, Switzerland, mm. and then when he finished there, he came home, and because they were um, Christians, and this yes. is when Nasser came in, yes. so most of the Europeans had to leave Egypt, and the only way to get them out, uh, the his three my, Father-in-law's three boys was to send them to school, so he sent my husband to the Cornell Hotel School, which wow. you know they didn't know it was like the best school ever. Right, <laughs> anyway, right. So
0: when when they're sort of free, fleeing a revolution here, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: they did. They did. Um, and then the second son is an engineer, and the third son, who was much younger, is an architect. But anyway, um, they all ended up in this country, and. When Archie was graduating from Cornell, he met Paul Sonnabend from Boston, who was, mm-hmm. it was Hotel Corporation of America at that point. Mm-hmm. And then they became Sinesta International Hotels. Mm. And so anyway, he worked, he worked up there for a while and was transferred to New Orleans. And that's how he got to New Orleans. So he was running hotels here in New Orleans. And he always wanted to be have his own restaurant because that was his love, food and beverage. Right. So it was quite an undertaking convincing. And then he meets
0: you in New Orleans, he comes to New Orleans, meets the love of his life, which is you. And then tell me about when he said when you realized he was going to take on this restaurant. I mean, this is how was your first reaction? Because you said it it was not kept up. Well, I mean, this is obviously um, you're dealing with a thousand, you know, a thousand tables. There's, you know, upstairs, downstairs. Were you like, Archie, love, what, what's,
1: (laughs) (laughs) no, I was, I was all for it. We had, okay, okay. let me tell you, we had absolutely no money. I don't know how we did it. (laughs) And um, my parents and his parents were horrified, especially when they saw the place, because I mean, there were pigeons flying around upstairs. And when there was a leak, a roof leak, um, Mrs. Wells, who was, um, Jermaine Wells, who was the daughter of the (laughs) count.
0: was yes.
1: up in age and she would just close off the room. So why everything...
0: worry about it, right? Let's just exactly. not see it.
1: Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> so we had to totally redo the place and you know, and as I said before, mm. when the Count opened bought a building, he would just put a hole through the through the open a doorway to just from one bash building. It. So there was no um no good flow, you know, between mm-hmm. the buildings. So we had to redo all that. We had to put a whole new kitchen in. So it was It you know it was amazing, but Archie was a visionary, and I it really was yeah. And I'm artistic myself. I can I have that ability to look at something and know how it could look. So I was I was fine with it. I and we're going to get into (laughs) I
0: want to get into the food and what is the Grand Creole and how you've kind of taken it. I know you do all the purchasing, but I just want to stay on this for one second because um, at the time. You said you didn't have a lot of money to do this, and obviously it's a passion. You guys are in this together. You're a couple. You're going mm-hmm. to make this happen here. But your husband had the idea, which was very cool to say, "Let's let's sell tables." Jane, can you tell me about that? Because that's a really interesting concept. Of you know that could have made it made I could have <laughs> made it or break it for you guys, right?
1: Oh yeah. Well, we were starting well you know, let me just say that when we were starting all this interest rates were 20 something percent, you know, so yeah, different um, times. It was a different time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so one night, one Saturday night, we were sitting, sitting around and at that, that point, you know, all this thing, all this, um, coming in the quarter, all these, um, Buildings were being condos and, you know, all this kind of stuff going on. So we were jumping around and said, oh, well, we should, you know, we should, you know, sell some tables here. And so out of that crazy, crazy dinner talk that we ended up selling quite a few. And to this day, people (laughs) want to buy tables, you know.
0: (laughs) But they can't. This is just sort of, it was, it was, now you have to wait in line with the rest of everybody and make a reservation. You're too popular. I love it.
1: Yeah, so um, it was. Um, Wasn't was it was really like pleasant. it was if
0: they bought it for ten thousand, he would give them like a two thousand dollar credit. Yes. And yeah, they could,
1: and then they, you know, they could come whenever they wanted. They had, they picked out their table. They had little. It's a great on the deal. Wall. Yeah, and we stocked their favorite liquor and wine and all that. So they were, they were truly VIPs. And um, yes. So it was, it was, and we got the most amazing thing is like the Today Show picked it up and it was on yeah. all these different right. <laughs> news programs. And it was, you know, we did it as, we started it as a joke, but um, we got a lot but of publicity it, out of it.
0: And you know what, and your restaurant really has, I mean, through the, throughout the years that the, you know, I say if the walls could talk, but so many people have probably celebrated so many milestones there. And you yes. must feel yes. a sense of that and a sense of sort of. Was the obligation, but you know how special the place is—not just for you, but for so many others.
1: Yeah, it's nice, you know. It's, um, you know, Archie always said the restaurant business is like great theater. You know, when when the people start coming in, the lights go up. You know, the show is on, and then all the stuff we do behind the scenes to make it happen—you forget about that when you're in back of the house. And then you come to the front and you see people laughing and enjoying themselves. And, and let's dining. talk
0: about that show. You have, um a, one of the big things I know is, is it's, it's the grand Creole is sort of uh, the cuisine. Would you, how would you describe that to, to people mm-hmm. who are listening and that, you know, not really familiar with that specific, you know, type of flavor and that, you know, um, offering.
1: Well, it's a, it's continental food, basically it's French. And, um, and but a lot of plan based
0: though you do a lot of theatrics by table yeah shop. we do some
1: yeah we do flame bananas foster which were founded by the brennans here in town and we do mm-hmm. flame coffee brulot, which is very popular and but anyway it's a it's a sophisticated i, I say you know you hear about cajun food mm-hmm. which is kind of more country food pot food mm-hmm. but creole food is more more um Cityfied and basically what it was is they took the french it's french food but they used local ingredients and we had the spanish influence here and the african influence here with our gumbos and all of that yes that's exactly what when you hear it's a creole restaurant that's what it is
0: got it and i know you're very famous for your creole manier sauce
1: yes yeah the um the um Arnaud's was known, they had a special um, Meunier sauce um, and they have beets, it has veal stock in it. So it's a little different mm. from um, mm. most Meuniers around. It is good. We worked hard on that. We had to get a food chemist uh, who was in the restaurant business, Warren LaRouche, who had his own uh, restaurant at one time. And, um, he was the one who who did Green Goddess dressing. He,
0: he, wow. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we worked with him
1: on quite because a you few wanted it something
0: special to you know when you were kind of transferring the recipe, right? Right.
1: Because we we were not left with decent recipes from mm-hmm. um, from um, the former owner, so we had to kind of go back and reconstruct everything. And wasn't and, there
0: some story about the the remoulade was made in like a a, uh, a back door or like yeah. a. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're known for, well, we have shrimp remoulade, and um, we call it shrimp Arno, and um, we had to buy it from her, the sauce, because it was a secret sauce. I see. And she had, so her, she had a fellow who worked for her, it was this big wooden vat, and oh my god, we were, horrified you know so in this day and age wooden pasta
0: not, right the, uh you know test. we were just absolutely
1: horrified and then you know when she died we got the recipe but then once again it wasn't what it uh, the recipe that we were handed wasn't correct so we worked so really hard on that and got that fine-tuned
0: so it's reconstructing re yeah. kind of you know making it bringing it up to you know mm-hmm. today's modern you know, um, desires and what people sort of expect, you know? Well, it's, no, it's the way it probably
1: should tasted when the count, you know, back in the counts day, but we Mm -hmm. just had to go and totally reconstruct it and of course do it under sanitary conditions.
0: Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are these souffle potatoes all that they're cracked up to be? I know. Oh, they're wonderful. So good. Are you the only ones who serve something like this? um well we to to
1: be perfectly honest we were now a couple of the other restaurants are doing it it's um Uh and there's more to it i mean like right now we're having trouble because at a certain time of year and it's this time of year the the potatoes have so much water no they have a lot of water content in it so when you throw it in the grease they get all greasy
0: so you know um there's an art to everything, you know. <laughs> oh, of course. So what will you do? Will you just kind of take it off the menu because you don't want it to be served not as if people, you know, or how do you yeah. work well, around that? Well, right hard. Now I, I know it's terrible because
1: people come for that. So right. the past week we've, you know, past couple, yeah, it's been about a week. We haven't, haven't had them because, um, you know, you just, you don't want to serve something that's not right. Because right. when they're right, they're just so gorgeous. They just puff up.
0: You know, like and it's yeah, one of your signatures, potato. and you don't want to have yeah. the bad Yelp review because you're like, no. So, but see, these are all the intricacies of running a restaurant that people, you know, may not understand. Or you know, when they once somebody who has run a restaurant will understand your 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 pain here, you know. But the soufflé <laughs> potatoes, I guess, yeah. are when they're well, done right, they're amazing.
1: Yeah, they have to be a. There has to be a seventy-count Idaho potato. Okay, a certain potato has to be used. And there again, you see, then it's the water content in the potatoes. Oh. So, so we figure we have another week or so, and then
0: get back to it.
1: Yeah. Well, when I of left like the it... restaurant in a little while ago. A, a big delivery of potatoes was coming. were was coming in, so I hope we'll be able to use some of them at least.
0: Oh, I hope so. I hope the so. <laughs> You're also very famous for your your bar as well. I know you have a couple bars, but the mm-hmm. French 75 bar. Tell me a little bit about sort of, you know, your your drink experience for people who come in and are celebrating. There's something really special there? Yeah, we
1: um we we decided we wanted it to be like a French bar. We used to love mm-hmm. to go to Paris and. Um, of course yeah who wouldn't you know right and so that's what we did and then we um and we had french music playing and it's it's a small little intimate space and it's it's lovely you know it it really took off and then we didn't know what to call it and we had to have a specialty drink and then i rem- i it was actually my idea because i remembered that that Germain used to love french 75s and ah. at that point, at that point, nobody in town was serving them. You didn't hear. You never really heard about it, right? Um, and of course, now every every place you go, all over the country, people are having French seventy fives. But um, right, but it is. But maybe delicious. that's
0: uh, because you guys had started a trend.
1: I, I think we must have. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice trend, though. So anyway, that's um, that's how we got the name of the bar, and it's been so popular. Um, uh, You know, people, people don't have to uh, dine at Arno's to come to the bar, you know, Um, and that was the idea. You come for a drink before you go out to dinner or you come afterwards, whatever you want, or you eat in the restaurant. Um, So um, that was kind of a really exciting um, thing to do. And we were so glad it worked
0: out. (laughs) you are sort of a fabric of that community and, and obviously people will come from near and far to, 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 eat and experience what you do. And I know your, your children are involved as well. So you really um, have kept it in the family, which I think is so beautiful. Um, can but, I say oh, something about my children? They really, are magnificent. Where I wanted to go. I, <laughs> tell me,
1: I mean, my they children, love it as much as you. Oh my God, more. They, I mean, they grew up, you know, riding their bicycles around the restaurant when they were little kids. <laughs> and, but they are, um, they are so smart and so attractive and so talented. And mm-hmm. um, when they got out of college, um, my daughter went to Cornell and then she worked um, in the Hilton's, it's a fair, um, at the, in New York, um, in the Hilton's training program. And, um, my son went to school in Philadelphia and he came home. And so he, she was still in college, so he's two mm-hmm. years older. And so they both started after three years in New York, Katie decided she wanted to come home. They're very close. They are just amazing. They work so well together. They're not jealous of each other. Um, they even shared an office for the longest time and didn't want <laughs> separate offices. Wow. But, um, and you know, it's after my husband died, they just stepped right in and mm-hmm. took over and mm-hmm. you need you need young blood you need new ideas i didn't know about the internet and all this you know all this stuff the social
0: media and all instagram that, oh, <laughs> no I, I i no no i'm too old you know but they i wouldn't me, say that but no well, you're right there is sort of this youthful energy of um, it does help you in a in a sort of you know Uh, moving things forward always, I think, and innovation is always important and always improving upon, you know, Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Yes, and and still they have,
1: they still have a great respect for tradition and for the restaurant, you know, we don't want to lose that, but they've really, they've got exciting things that go on, dinners and all kinds of things, and, um, They just have been, well, magnificent is all I can say. I, you know, I'm so proud of them. um, Oh,
0: and I'm so sure that they're so proud of you (laughs) and grateful to you and your husband for, you know, kind of setting the groundwork for this. I mean, and it is, it's, it's a lot of work though. I mean, I think no matter what. you guys are in it day to day. So this is, you yeah. know, what when people see it and they have a great experience and the reviews are consistent and there's, you know, you stick around, there's a reason why, because you're, you're, you're really putting, you know, so much attention into all these details. What should people definitely order if they come or what are your favorite, favorite things? This is like your iconic, I'm sure you love well, everything, but just yeah, you uh, really have not, not try this.
1: We, I mean, uh, we're very famous for our, uh, shrimp arno, which is shrimp lot. I used to call it the happy meal, the Arno's happy meal, because everybody would come and get the shrimp (laughs) arno and then the trout (laughs) manier with the (laughs) brab on potatoes. Sounds but no, we have steaks and of course we have um fish with crab meat on top is very, very popular. Mm. And we have crab cakes. Um and we have frog's legs, which, you know, not everybody wants to eat, but they're delicious.
0: and Definitely. Enjoy the, and um, and you we also jazz have jazz, too. You know, if somebody wants a brunch feeling, yes. you know? Yes, we do.
1: Um, we, um, we have that every Sunday, and that's very popular. We used to, um, before um, all this COVID business, we had jazz, our jazz bistro. Um, which was the same food and service, but we had the jazz trio playing Dixieland music. And um, um, it was more casual attire in one of our rooms that is on Overlooks Bourbon Street. But, um, you know, since COVID, it's staffing, just like it is everywhere, is just oh, it's a nightmare. Hard. It's right. horrible. We have, we have to curtail our hours. I mean, we used to be open every day of the week, and now... <sighs> we're closed Sunday night, Mondays and Tuesdays because we, you know, we can't run the shifts and, um, it's just,
0: it's so everywhere. It's it's terrible. It is everywhere. And we're hearing it from so many business owners and it's so sad because, um, you know, you just wonder how this is happening. And well, I think some of us know why, but yeah. we don't need to go into the political no, issues no. of everything. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another Let's podcast. Let's forget about that. <laughs> that's Too another depressing. podcast. <laughs> right. But, you know, for New Orleans, I really think that, um, you know, would Arno's have worked in any other, is is Arno's New Orleans? I mean, would your restaurant be what it is if it wasn't geographically placed there? Or is it something about it's part of the the history and the geography plays a huge part?
1: um i well obviously yes it it does but i you know i people have asked us to do to open you know in big cities around the country that's what Um, i was wondering we would never do it but yeah
0: i mean i think
1: it probably would do i mean i think sophisticated people are in boston new york you know chicago
0: everywhere and but you um, never thought to bring it elsewhere just because nah, just yeah nah.
1: you couldn't co- it would be hard to copy it really um you know just the uh massive amount of property and um we've still got the old tile floors which are beautiful which are so you can't find these days you know and the big window well we put the windows in but they're gorgeous um they're cut glass windows and wow they yeah sparkle at night and um it's just, it's the feel of a, a lost era, you know? And as as we said, when we were redoing the restaurant, if this is not how the restaurant looked back in 1918, it's how it should have looked. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet.
0: And, I bet and it's very honest.
1: simple. It's very, I mean, everybody says it's the most beautiful, di- our main dining room is the most beautiful dining room in New Orleans. And it's just because it's so timeless and simple. It's, you know, it's, the beautiful floors and beautiful windows and um, it's it's not fancy or anything but it is beautiful and it's, it, I think it's,
0: it's iconic right it's mm-hmm. just yeah. you know and the history sort of you know goes with it all so yeah oh uh, so yeah. people uh, where can uh, so they should follow you on Instagram if they're not mm-hmm. in town so how do they find everything that's happening because I know you'll post all your events and special holiday treats uh-huh we have
1: well instagram and then we also you know we have a website all that is on there and um
0: too and, and that's our um, nose restaurant a r n a u d s no apostrophe restaurant yeah dot com
1: yeah 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 well that'll lead you to all the menus and everything and what's going on and um you know they post you know all those good that we're things. doing special yeah.
0: yes yes <laughs> well i know it's an adventure between finding the potatoes and getting good help but you're you know <laughs> you're managing it well jane and i have to tell you the next time i'm in new orleans i'm going to come and i'm not only i will get a french 75 but i'm also going to get i'm also going to eat <laughs> that's good Arno. sounds so fabulous <laughs>
1: It's got a little spice to it, but it's it's really good.
0: I love um, it. I love it. <laughs> and I know that, you know, you've survived a lot of things, not just COVID. I mean, Katrina. And oh,
1: I know. So saw, many things. You know, we were, um, who I mean, twice in our lifetime is just, you know, we closed. Well, with Katrina, we closed. We were closed for six weeks. And Jeez. we thought that was bad. Right. And then um, we lost all of our refrigeration because we had to leave town and all the food rotted. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can't just buy a refrigerator. They have to be Mm -hmm. built. So Mm -hmm. then, um, then with COVID, we were closed six months. I mean, you know, it's just, (laughs) who would have thought, you know, I know,
0: but you guys are back. You're back. We're entering a great season here for you guys. And I think that, uh, you know, obviously, you know, whatever you're doing, keep it up. And, and thank you so much for sharing a little bit of the, the history and the magic that is Arno's with our listeners today.
1: Well, thank you. I hope everybody will come and look us up and introduce yourselves to me uh, or to my kids. <laughs> it,
0: it's Jane and then your daughter's... Uh,
1: Kate, my daughter's Katie and, and my son, son is
0: Archie. All right. Well, there you go. It's a family affair over at Arno's. Thank you so much, Jane, and a continued success to you, my dear. Thank you. Great talking to you.